0: what's going on fellow nerds it's your host cory howe here at the nerd like me podcast with chris gladden as always what's going on chris how we're doing pretty good man um it's a little cold it is freezing even in
1: the house it's freezing
0: <laughs> yeah i feel like um we're in some crazy like we're like you know, when uh, Gandalf and the Fellowship and they're passing through uh, the pass of Caradhras. Oh yeah, and they're in that cave. No, they're or, like on the side of the mountain. Oh, you're actually you're talking about when they're actually on yeah, the on the, the okay. mountain with snow everywhere, <laughs> and yeah, they look like they're all going about to pass out. That's how I feel. Um, I don't know if I feel that cold. Right I don't now, know, it's man. When I woke up this morning, it was one degree. That's on what I mean. <laughs> that's un- totally unacceptable. Um, we yeah, we definitely need some change. Um, but anyways uh it's it's kind of good you know it good weather for um some of the things that have been going on recently actually because um is i'm sure you guys know um Resident Evil 2 or i guess is that what they're called? is it Resident Evil 2 is that, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I didn't know if they called it something different because i know the Resident Evil 1 remake is called they refer to it as remake Really? Yeah. You know, it'll, I it'll be R, 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 capital R, <laughs> capital. Well, the game itself is like, if you look at the, the, on the box still says Resident Evil, but if you, like, anywhere online, people refer to it as capital R, capital E, make, remake. Yeah. Um, I oh. guess it's just to, to be able to tell. Um, yeah, it just said so on I wasn't the cover, sure. it's just Resident Evil, Evil 2. 2. Which is, I mean, that makes perfect sense. I mean, that's what they should be. I just wasn't sure if people were calling it something else or not. But anyways, that came out. Um, actually, I guess it was just this last week. And um, it, it has been apparently one of Capcom's biggest releases today. Yeah, date. I mean, I've I've seen
1: all kinds of buzz about this game. So, But it brings a question. Um, what do you think
0: about it being full retail? I'm fine with it, man. I think um, it... it it takes... So, I mean, just... I don't know... And this... Well, this is just an assumption on my part. I'm mm-hmm. assuming it doesn't 100% follow the original game. I'm sure there's, you know, the story, the locations. Like, it can't just be the same exact thing. Um, I don't know that, but yeah, I'm guessing I'm it sure. isn't. I'm not really sure. Uh, I'm sure that. there's a lot of overlap. Don't get me wrong. Um, but realistically, man, that... The original game was so long ago and on such dated hardware that, like, they made that grain from the ground up.
1: Yeah, I mean, pretty much. You know, I mean, the so, story is probably almost oh, exactly th- the same. I think the
0: story is probably the same, but yeah. I mean, you know, it's not like they just, okay, well, where's the first era we are in this game? All right, mm-hmm. well, let's just rebuild that. I'm sure they kind of reconceptualized some of that, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and maybe there's some extra locations or extra scenes or something. Um, I know uh, Mr. X, I guess it is, is one of the, one of the villains. It kind of, it sounds like he's kind of like a, like a nemesis from, from three where he kind of like, Follows yeah, you he just
1: randomly appears and he'll just chase you down hallways and stuff. But I don't think he he's as as dangerous as as Nemesis was. Well, no. Nemesis had like a rocket launcher. Yeah, he was like, pretty I crazy. <laughs> he would charge at you and stuff.
0: So I mean, I, I, but anyways, I don't think that was really like that in the original game. So I think they've yeah, added. I don't remember
1: that at all? They've
0: the added game. some stuff like that for sure. Yeah. So I mean, my thought is it is worth it, right? Because yeah. they built this game from the ground up. Um, it's I would I would. Maybe pick a bone with it if it was like, all right, we just kind of like reskin the original, mm-hmm. you know. Which what I mean? is what
1: a lot of remakes end up being, and that's, you know, I, I guess it's kind of a double edged sword for me though, because like I'm looking at Final Fantasy VII um, being supposedly remade. Yeah, we've and,
0: heard that rumor for a while, right? We've, uh, like, the we've, last seen 10 years. Some, we've seen some, like, gameplay footage, yeah. too, right? Where it's, like, a over-the-shoulder third-person kind of mm-hmm.
1: hack-and-slash type and thing. And that's the thing that's killing me, is because I would rather that game be exactly the same game with a couple added bonuses here and there, maybe instead of just ruby and emerald weapon, <laughs> like there's, you know, five other weapons or something yeah, like that I to mean, add some challenge and stuff. But I don't like them changing the actual mechanics see, of the game.
0: I would actually kind of disagree... Um only for the fact that it we' games need to evolve and and we're not in the same gaming um kind of like I don't know, like ecosphere kind of thing as, yeah. as we yeah. were in the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't think, like you're obviously a very hardcore fan of the series. You're a very big fan of that game in particular. Right. So like it makes sense that you just, you want it to remain true. Yeah. But I yeah. think at the end of the day, you would have to realize that like it's not the same game mm-hmm. and that, that same game is still available for you to play. Right. You know, I would agree completely. It's like, oh, we redid it. Like, you know, kind of like um what everyone complained with, with George Lucas changing the Star Wars movies right yeah it's one thing to change something but it's another thing to change something and take the originals and just kind of wipe it from existence mm-hmm. so i think you know if if like when they released this one they just kind of like you could no longer ever play resident evil to the original well that's kind of shitty right yeah. and so same thing with final fantasy if they changed the core of the game and it was a different style and you couldn't go play the original anymore that makes sense yeah. but if you want to play the original just play the original. In yeah, all I hear fairness, on, that, but on a PC, honestly, you can mod it, to, and it'll look pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, I hear you on that. I just,
1: I just don't want it to be such a different game that it alienates the people that that are the reason that it's being remade. You know what I mean? Like, maybe if you look at if you look at um, a lot of the other Final Fantasy remakes, um, like Four uh, specifically. Um, they're pretty much the same game and they're they're just great their graphics are a lot better granted these are more um like mobile games yeah um so it, i i hear what you're saying it, it makes sense because it's a mobile game it's going to be a little bit more limited whereas you know on an xbox there's a lot more or a playstation or whatever it's, there's a lot more power behind yeah. it you can do um a lot more with it um but like Final Fantasy 4, if you haven't played it on the phone, I don't I don't know what other system it's on. I know I downloaded it on my iPhone a long time ago. Man, that game was great on the phone. Um, and it was an experience that I felt was a lot better than the original time that I played uh, Final Fantasy 4. Yeah. Um, and they added just a couple little things here and there, and then the graphics being upgraded and the cutscenes being upgraded just... It really brought you back into it, so like I mean, I, I'm I not going to say that I'm going to be completely disappointed if there's not an option to do the battles in a Final Fan like an original t- turn-based thing. Because I'm sure if they do it that, if they do it the one way, they're not going to do it the other. Um,
0: it's just too hard to implement. both, yeah. I would say right. There's probably there'll probably
1: be a lot of blowback from that though, because this is going to be the first time that I know of that they've deviated from that formula when they yeah. did those games. And, and
0: I would. I don't know. I mean, um, for me, I, I kind of agree, but I, there's part of me also that's, that that is the reason that I don't go back and play that game. because, And I don't really play... I like a lot of games um, that play that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's fair. I mean, like, it's, it's definitely like I, not I, for everybody. I, I played Chrono Trigger, um, or I was playing a little bit of Chrono Trigger on um, my Game Boy, and... It's a good game. Like there's some cool stuff that happens. I like the plot. It's, it, but that turn-based combat system, hmm. it's just so. It, it my complaint is it takes too long. Yeah, and and I don't. And and this is kind of where it's a catch twenty two because I'm sure if I were to compare the time spent, um, if it was a hack and slash game and I was like just having to press X and swing a sword and kill something and versus compared to the turn-based, like, the time to actually winning is probably similar. Yeah. Right? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's probably not like the same, like, a boss dies in one in three hits, and in the other one it takes ten minutes. I think the biggest
1: complaint that people have about that style is that it kind of takes you out of the atmosphere that you're currently in while you're playing the game. So you're running around, and then all of a sudden this battle music hits, this crazy animation happens, and then now you're in this completely different looking world even though it's supposed like the backgrounds tend to look somewhat like but it's not the same but it's not the same and then you know you're exploring and doing your thing and then all of a sudden you're doing this and then you fight the thing and then you get to the end and then there's all these numbers you know you're getting your XP and whatnot and loot and what and it's just it's so different from what you were just experiencing like I can see why that would really bother people and I mean that is time consuming I mean I I definitely see that
0: Yeah. And, I mean, for me, it's also I've always felt a little out of control. Like, when I'm playing, like, a third-person game, Mm -hmm. um, like a Dark Souls, right? Yeah. I I feel in control the whole time. I might not be good at it, and I might lose, right? There might be something I don't understand, and and it beats me. But I have the ability to to move around whenever I want. I have the ability to dodge or use magic or swing with my sword. Yeah. In those things, it's like, all right, I pick an action, and then I, like, have to wait for it to happen. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, there's an enemy that's just kind of doing stuff to me, and I don't really have any way to interact with it actively. Right. I'm just kind of, like, kind of removed from the situation. And a lot of times, I feel like, you know, I much rather like the feeling of, you know what, I dodged a half second too late. His attack hit me and I died versus, well, his... Counter his time counter just stacked up in a way that he got an extra hit in before I was able to do it, and he mm-hmm. won. And to me, I'm like, well, that's dumb. I didn't do anything wrong. So what? What I don't like about the
1: action RPG things, and I, I mean, some people have done them differently, um, where you have multiple characters. Is that you you lose control over those characters. Like, they, they will still do stuff that you want them to do. Yeah, for and sure. And I know there's ways to, like, macro them and whatnot, but it's not like I'm actively saying, okay, I want her to, at this very moment, cast haste on my guy because he's doing whatever. You know, you're kind of relying on the AI or whatever macro yeah, to, sets to, that to you run. have yeah. to do those things. Like, I don't know how it was in Final Fantasy 15 I know a lot of people really did enjoy that, the combat in that game, but I, I feel like there's a lot less control um, in that game than there was in, like, 12, because I Maybe. think 12 had a bunch of macros and stuff, and you could basically set the game to kind of play itself um, right. while you ran around and did things, but... Uh, it, so, I don't like the fact that I don't have exact control over all of those elements. So, I, I definitely see what you're saying. Like, your main character being able to to proactively dodge and, and those kinds of things. And that's completely taken away in the turn base. But I feel like you lose those baby. incremental things from the other. So,
0: the, I, I will say, have you, when's the last time you played Knights of the Old Republic, the originals? Yeah, it's been a long time. They did that perfectly. Because it is a combination of both things. I can run around real time. I mean, there's no really dodging or whatever, right? It's still kind of stat-based, and, and but you can pause at any time, mm-hmm. and you can switch between your characters, and you can stack abilities. So, you know, let's say I need... Uh, my one character has a force defense or force heal, and I need to cast it right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I can pause. Yeah. I can switch to that character, kill all the stuff he has in his queue, tell him to cast that on me, and then as soon as I unpause that's what he's gonna do yeah but i
1: mean i know that there's i'm sure that 15 does something similar to that too um because i've i've watched some gameplay but that's kind of that kind of takes me out of that action rpg thing where you're you're doing that pausing and doing that stuff i'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that it's just if it's kind of like what i what i was saying about taking you out of You know exploring an area like all of a sudden you're in this whole different thing like you're killing the action or killing whatever's happening to be able to do what you're talking about Um, whereas like in the turn-based it's the same thing throughout like you're you know that you're gonna have this amount of time to make these decisions and it's kind of you know it kind of goes through that cycle or whatever and it doesn't you never have to like pause the game to get away and do something else yeah, and that kind of—I don't know—it it just those things that kind of take you away from what you're actually doing—kind of bug me. And I, I'm not saying that—that again—that that's yeah. I mean, I like think it's bad just a combination thing, it's, of both. It's—it's it's
0: hard to find that that I mean, perfect I, balance. I personally, I personally, never really did that. Yeah. I mean, I just let them do what they were going to do. Right. Um, and it, I mean, in most games that I would play in in Mass Effect, when you have somebody with you, or um, in even the Old Republic, um. The uh, MMO, like, Mm -hmm. I I never bothered with your... And and now it's dumb. Like, when I first played the game, your companions were a little different. Now they're just kind of there, and you don't... It's dumb to even mess with them. They just kind of do their thing. Okay. Um, But I don't know. I mean, I see what you're saying is where you do lose some control over your companions, and maybe it's just that I've never played them enough at a a level where I could actually understand how to be good at it or how Mm -hmm. to understand what's happening, but it always just felt to me like I was trying to do these things and like like I would just end up with bad luck like they use an, the enemy would use an ability before I would use an ability and it wasn't, I don't know, like they would use, like they did three things and I was only able to do two and I'm like well that's not fucking fair yeah, Um. You know. No, I, I understand how that. can I mean, win that and then it's like and then you come back the next time and he only uses one and I use three and it's like and then you win and it's like mm-hmm. well I just wasted 20 minutes because if that had happened the first time I would have beat him right you know and to me that kind of very i just don't like the as much randomness as i can avoid See, i I mean
1: it it, i don't think that it's usually that random though because most of the most of the characters and stuff will have like an initiative stat um and that's what dictates where the order is and you know in the earlier ones it wasn't as much that it was just kind of like okay you go and then you go and you go wasn't it isn't
0: it based on who fills the bar
1: Right, and that's based off their initiative. Right, and, but is that based haste.
0: off of also right? Which, but I guess my point is, it resets when you use an ability. So depending right. on when where your bar starts when you use an ability is going to determine where all that stacks. So even though it, it, I would actually maybe like it better if there was a defined order to it instead of it based on the, these time things. It might stack up differently every time. Well, the reason, like I said, the reason that they do that is because like if you
1: cast haste on one of your guys. It lower. it makes that bar smaller. Yeah. So that bar fills up faster. So you're going to get occasionally more attacks with that guy. You know, I don't remember like how fast haste boosts you in Final sure. Fantasy VII or whatever, but it boosts you enough that you, it's noticeable that occasionally you're going to get two attacks in or whatever. But I mean, either way, again, I, I don't think that either way is wrong. I just prefer th- that style because yeah. it's more, I feel like it's more, um, tactical yeah you know instead of that kind of like the twitch twitch I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not as good with the tw- with like twitch movements and stuff like that. that's why i'm not like super good at, at first person shooters and stuff like i'm okay but i'm like i'm better because of using strategy than i am because i'm the fastest guy to put my reticle on your your head you know what yeah. i'm saying um you know, I think that it's you know more important to have communication and uh, and and the right weapon for the right situation and that kind of thing. And that's kind of where I usually do better than right you know, being. Fast. I understand that.
0: I guess the other the other only other complaint I have with that game is it is the is the encounter system. Yeah. Um, which is the same reason I struggle with playing Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, unless I can play it on like three times speed because I'm like trying to get from point A to point B. And I just I feel like I take three steps. I mean, and it's that's definitely and a stop. flaw that I. And I'm like, I, fuck, come on, agree. man. <laughs> and, and a lot of times, like, you know, it makes sense if I felt like every one of those encounters was actually like beneficial. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, just these little dudes that don't really give you any experience. They don't drop any good loot. Like, it doesn't really do anything for you. It's just like, okay, you just wasted five minutes. Right. Like, like it'd be it'd be one thing if I wasted five minutes, but I actually got something worthwhile out of the the time. But mm-hmm. it's like. No, it just took me way too long to do what I was trying to do, and that's that's my biggest thing. Is I guess, and maybe it's because I don't have the time to sit here and be like, "Oh, I want to play this game, and I have a hundred hours to do it." It's yeah. like I want to play the game and experience the story, but I don't want to sit here and waste time that I don't need to be wasting.
1: One thing I was gonna I was gonna ask you because I I never really played Mass Effect. In that game, could you have like a friend control one of the other characters? I don't think so, because I think that would be kind of cool. Like if you could do that, like we could be in a party. Um, especially if you play it online and have, like fill up your whole team.
0: Well, on in Mass Effect, I mean, you can play Mass Effect three online. Yeah, but that's but, but that's not that's the, like I mean, a
1: like a. Isn't that more like a first person? Yeah, it's kind of it's thing? not like, a, it's like
0: a yeah, it's not a story thing. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I I don't think in the in the single player or in the in the story you can play through it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and really it would be kind of hard because um, you know you're in that game. Your decisions throughout the game do change things right like um so your decision might change your relationship with somebody and then mm-hmm. down later down the line that might change something that happens and uh, and things like that obviously you still kind of get from point A to point B at the end of the story like the same but the things that kind of fill in the blanks yeah. can be different
1: i don't mean like i don't mean like i come in and i'm always you know joe the the sniper or whatever but yeah. like i think it'd be kind of neat if you know you were playing and i saw that you were online and i was like oh hey you know like you gears play of war. This together? yeah just like gears of war where you kind of just jump in and then now you're take you take over dom or yeah or whoever and you you know you're playing alongside i think i think that would be kind of neat because i love that was one of my favorite things about gears of war was playing story mode. story mode yeah, yeah
0: 100 percent. i mean it was a lot of fun um and and that's a it'd be really cool in mass effect no doubt um, but I will I will I don't know I say that but I think in Gears of War the point was the combat and Mass Effect the point is the story yeah I mean I hear that so but. so that's my only thing is it like I, and I think that's why they would shy away from that mm-hmm. because the point of the Mass Effect experience isn't the fights like the fights are just kind of well, because what else are you going to do mm-hmm. you're not just going to walk through a game like it doesn't make sense so there has to be something yeah um, but, the, but if there were other players there and you weren't impacting the story. Like, they don't want you... Like, if you're playing Mass Effect, they want you to be in control of the story. Yeah. They don't want you to just kind of be experiencing the story with me and let me call all the shots and do all the things, right? I think um, it, you wouldn't feel as drawn into it. You wouldn't be as attached to it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Um That'd be cool if they did let the that other person make the decisions. Though. Well, that's what like I'm saying. Some that's, those, like some of those decisions, like like I said, maybe you're not always going to be the same character or whatever. But to be able to make some of those incremental decisions, well, that's on the what I'm saying. I think that's another reason they cool. don't those the, the yeah. computer
0: doesn't make those decisions, and every decision that matters in the game is made by you as the protagonist, right? So like it would be really kind of annoying if like you are playing with somebody and they made a bad decision. Well, no, I just mean like micro decisions,
1: like on how they interact with the original player. Oh you know, right. like well like we're we're having a side conversation or something like that and like how they react like, you know, I guess you can develop relationships in that or whatever, mm-hmm. but like they could you know kind of like mess with that part of it you know or like you're doing some main story thing where you're just running around town you know doing whatever where you talk to a bunch of people and then that player can go around and talk to other people and it just kind of makes like little changes but it maybe not affect the whole story but maybe it just affects like some little side stuff i mean
0: i guess but for me the, the little side stuff is part of what makes it good and the fact that yeah. you're in control of all of that. Like, yeah. like it would just as a well, I mean, but you
1: could still play it and never play with somebody else. But, I mean, yeah, I know, I know that, what you're saying. Yeah, I, mean, I, you're I saying. mean, it's probably a lot to ask of a that, game am to I, add all that. But I, and
0: I don't think... I think you're... Like, I, I see where you're coming from. I just think it would be hard because I think it kind of defeats the purpose of the game. Of right. that game. I'm not saying that there's. it's not possible that they make a game where that is the point mm-hmm. to play through a co-op story where both people are impacting the decisions and impacting the story. I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah. But
1: if, if any of you developers are yeah, listening, this, yeah. please but, make this game because um, I want to play. But
0: I think for Mass Effect in particular, where there, and then maybe another Mass Effect game, they might be able to do that, but to, to apply that to the ones, like that would frustrate me to no end. To to Like work on a, you know, because you said you could kind of just jump in, like, see you see them online, you're like, oh, I'm going to jump in and play, and, and you jump in and play, and then something I've been working on, or some, like, side storyline I've been developing, you mm-hmm. you go and make some other decision, and now it's screwed.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's fair, but, I mean, I feel like... I feel like it, you you would if you wanted that experience you would just turn it off. But if you wanted to have kind of a, a different experience, you could turn that on, and that'd be kind of neat. I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's there's a cool not idea really, to play with. I mean, I not really that. a game that I can think of that that would be like a flawless kind of thing. In and I agree. Well, it would have like to be I wasn't, a new concept. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't me. thinking about you know the RPG part of it. I was thinking more you know like like years of war, where it's the combat side. But yeah, it, it I could see how it would get really boring if you were the side player and you're just waiting for the main person to make decisions and stuff like that. Um, well, so
0: in, in the older public, um, online that, so the, the best thing about Bioware is every game they make has really good story driven content. And even in the older public MMO, there's a lot of really good story driven content. So, um, and I think I mentioned to you before, you can play through, I don't think we talked about it on air, but, um, you can play through the campaign. Like if I'm a, a Sith warrior, right. Mm-hmm. Each class has its own story where you're going through and you're doing, you're like having conversations just like the original Knights of the Old Republic. You're making decisions. It might give you light side or dark side points. You can do different stuff. You might be let somebody go or kill them or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and if you like, play with somebody else like if you decided to play as a Sith inquisitor or another Sith warrior I guess you could play together but realistically if you played as another class cuz you would have different class missions you can play together mm-hmm. and so like you could join in on every single one of the every single mission that I go on and whether that's one of my story missions or it's like a side mission that we can both take mm-hmm. we could do those together um and in that like if we're having a conversation with somebody we both get to have dialogue choices oh, that's cool and they both have different outcomes so like I might try and save somebody and you might want to kill them right right I mean in in so like in this in like if I was a sith warrior in and, and I, we were in a sith warrior class mission you couldn't make any crazy decisions you would still talk in the conversations sometimes um but you wouldn't necessarily impact things but like in a side mission you might. Okay. So, um, and that's kind of the cool part about that game is you, you know, even if you're doing like a flashpoint or something with random people, and you're a flashpoint is kind of like an instance thing where like you're going a certain spaceship or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and do a certain like little side mission that is in no way related to the story at all. It's not even part of like the planet progression or anything. Um, you might group up with, like, four random people to do it. And when you're having the conversations, like, every single person is going to have a dialogue option and can choose. and oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Right. So so it is. I mean, in, that's, in that respect, I mean, that's why I like that game at the beginning. I, I played that religiously when I was playing with a friend where we were going through that together because it just made it a lot more fun. You know, it's not a very intense game. So, like, you could sit there and, like, bullshit with your – it's like – we weren't really having to focus too hard on the gameplay, yeah. So we're sitting there and doing it. We're just kind of bullshitting and hanging out more or less, right? You know. But then, like when we were also kind of both playing, seeing it's kind of cool because you got to see the other class story. You didn't have to necessarily play it. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and, yeah, I mean and, that's what I, that's what I've always liked about like the Diablo series. It's kind of like that. Yeah, where you can just you can just hang out and play that game. Yeah, and it's not like there are some moments that get kind of intense where you might need to like tighten up for a bit but you know for the most part you're just kind of running through the game and and you know none of the decisions that you make in that game really matter enough to
0: to no, have to worry no, about it and no.
1: kind of thing so
0: yeah and that's mm-hmm. so, i mean that's one of the reasons I really like the Old Republic is an MMO um it is not a spectacular game technically it, the mechanics are not anything special um but it's Star Wars and it's pretty well done i mean yeah. as far as like the universe goes and the feel Um, So, you know, it's fun to build your Jedi or whatever, build a Sith or build a bounty hunter or whatever, and, you know, pick different weapons and armor and you can customize a lot of the ways you look and the colors and all that kind of shit Mm -hmm. so it's fun to build your character and you can kind of play with somebody if you if you um if you know somebody that plays and i I, and i don't even think the end game content is that special or anything like that but it's it's fun little star wars stories that you can experience with somebody else and i always thought that was a fun part of it yeah
1: absolutely
0: when i I first started playing by myself it was kind of hard because it just felt like now i'm just kind of grinding like the story is good but this was a fun thing to do with somebody else, but it yeah. doesn't really, it's not, That's kind of always
1: been my thing about MMOs is that like, I can grind for a while, but if I don't have anybody that's there with me, I get really bored real quick. Yeah. Like if I don't have anybody to talk to on Skype or whatever, or not, no, I didn't do Skype, was it, uh, Ventrilo. Is yeah. Ventrilo. I say, <laughs> Ventrilo or TeamSpeak was what, yeah. what,
0: what it would have been back in the yeah. day.
1: Um, yeah then it just wasn't the same um like i always like if i were joined a guild or something like that they had to have a ventrilo or they had to be willing to get on ventrilo or i wasn't going to be a part of that guild because it's i'm not going to sit here and just type to be right that's just not not that fun um especially when there is something like ventrilo or, i will or say that's speak. what
0: that's what taught me to type fast though
1: yeah that's true i mean, when I, mean I played diablo like i used to you know, you had to type while you're playing that game, yep, and, yep. and, and StarCraft, tough. and uh, you know, you're trying to make split second decisions with your team, and you're sitting there typing out what you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're trying to macro these little dudes around. It's like, shit, I need to yeah. tell them they're coming. And
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I mean, 100. I, I blame my typing proficiency on Star Wars Galaxies because, like, I had to. You know, you're managing like group chat, you're managing guild chat, you're managing all these chats. Yeah. And you're trying to play the game at the same time. So it's like, shit,
1: I got to, you know. You're- I remember I was a freshman in high school when I was taking some kind of typing class. And it was just, it was so funny because I'd already been typing forever, yeah. you know. And, uh, you know, it's you got these, like, little basic things, like, you know, type as and, then, yeah. you know, type other. And uh, I remember there was a workbook that we had to go through. And basically that workbook was the whole class. And so, I went through that work, but the class was, I guess, you know, a, a normal semester, so, ha- you know, half the school year or whatever, and I'd finished it in, like, three weeks. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, I just sit there, and I'm just, you know, can I work ahead? And it's like, okay, so I'm just going to sit here and type all this whole thing out, and, you know, you save all these little Word documents yeah. and stuff, and, and uh I mean, it was just so damn easy. I, c- I couldn't believe it, so... 90% of that class was me just playing pinball yeah. <laughs> in that class so yeah we uh, let's just say I loved that class
0: <laughs> I, I played uh, or I did that my typing class like before I played galaxies but um, but yeah I it would have been much easier yeah for sure but regardless I I think um, it is much better to communicate over voice if you can um, And it makes it a much better experience any game you're playing I mean mm. you know I will say I don't like random people though So, like I like guild Chats. I like, you know, Skyping when I'm playing with people I know, or like if we were playing Xbox and I was in like party chat or something like that. Yeah, I don't like. Like I don't like being in pubs. Like if I'm playing, if I'm playing even like (laughs) PUBG or Counter Strike or. Anything like that. Like, I turn the VOIP off. Yeah. Like, the end game via VOIP is just off.
1: Yeah. I agree because I, I can't listen to some little 12 year old kid. I just can't <laughs> listen to
0: anybody, man. People bitch. People complain. Like, it'd be different if there was, like, legitimate strategy talk or, or everyone was there to have fun. But most of the time, it's just trolls right. or kids or something that mm-hmm. I don't want to hear or somebody's the fuck, their fucking dogs barking or, yeah. you know, they're, they're, it's just like random ass noise and it's mm-hmm. like, no thanks. Yep. Um. So, so yeah, I mean,. Um, I don't know where I was going with that, but oh, uh, on the topic of video games, we you know, Resident Evil just came out. Also, Kingdom Hearts three.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, I was gonna say. Res- oh. I guess the fir- you know, just kind of to go on yeah. with Resident Evil being retail. I guess the first uh, been DLC is coming out already. Um, next month. Oh wow! And it's free. That's so cool. That's, I fun, think that's man. Cool. Yeah. That's so a it's Ghost Survivors DLC. Um. And it gives you a chance to experience the game from three new perspectives. According to Cam- Capcom, the mode will explore what if stories of three unfortunate souls who never made it out of raccoon city. Um, and no time to mourn players will be cast as a gun shop owner, a runaway or uh, in runaway. They'll play as the mayor's daughter and a forgotten soldier places them in the boots of a soldier. So that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, it is cool. A, those are completely different, uh, experiences obviously in the game instead of just uh having like tofu and yeah like, which which is a fun experience if you've never played resident evil 2 as tofu uh you have to unlock them first but uh it's it's really hard but really fun
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i said i haven't even really played the original so i'm i've been kicking around the idea of buying this one just because it looks so good so are you
1: familiar with tofu then no okay so tofu is literally a giant thing of tofu okay. with arms and he's all he's got is a knife, and that's all you ever get.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like I said I, I never played the original one, so I I mean, it. I figured that's what it was. Like I didn't figure yeah. tofu was some kind of code name for something. I figured it was something goofy, but um, but yeah. So I, I'm considering picking it up just because I've never really played the second one. I never really played the first one either. I started the first one I played when I was little, was three, and I only rented it from Blockbuster for like maybe two weeks. Yeah. And then my parents wouldn't buy it for me after that
1: i think you'll like two. two is two is really really good i didn't play one i watched a friend play one and i really enjoyed that but i did play two quite a bit i don't really remember a whole lot about it because i mean we're talking about is, middle it, school
0: that's, that's what i'm saying right is they're so dated i tried i bought resident evil one on the pc because mm-hmm. it was like 10 bucks on steam or something i was like whatever i mean it's a, this is a classic game it's worth 10 bucks and, uh, I mean, it runs well and stuff like that, but it's just, it's so dated. Yeah, the controls are just really awkward in that game. And, and Yeah, and it's just like, I don't know that I can do this, because I'm used to so much different stuff. Mm-hmm. But looking, you know, and so I look back at Remake, and I'm like, if I can get a hold of that and play that, I might do it, because it looks halfway decent. You haven't really heard as much, uh,
1: as many, like, rave reviews for that one as I've heard about... Resident Evil 2. Well, it, it might just be that it, it I wasn't really paying attention yeah, when that one yeah. came out. But and it may
0: not be that great. I don't yeah. know. But my point is it's probably better than playing the original oh, one. I'm sure it's 100%. So, but, but I want to experience the story still, <laughs> right? right, and kind of understand what happens. Yeah, I'd love um,
1: to... I mean, speaking of that, like, time frame, I would love to see Metal Gear Solid get remade yeah. or remastered, because um, that game... Like I tried to go back and play that, and its hard, man. It's not very good, not fun. Yeah. So
0: like, (laughs) I still think Metal Gear Solid Two is probably okay, and Metal Gear Solid Three is okay.
1: Yeah. From Metal Gear Solid Two, just really upset me though, because you played so much of that game as Raiden. Yeah. And I was like, man, like, I mean, that part it was
0: cool, but when I play Metal Gear Solid, I want to be be Solid Snake, man. Yeah. (laughs) No, Snake. And I didn't like 4. I mean, I, I couldn't be, I couldn't get through that. Yeah. Because it was so much different. Mm-hmm. I mean, Metal Gear Solid 3, to me, was... And, and going back and playing, I played... It's funny. I played 3 first and then went back and played 2. Um, And 3, I thought, was just amazing. Like, they yeah. had... It was all about stealth. And there was this, like, food system. And you could, like, kill animals. And, and all, like, this kind of cool stuff. I mean, the CQC system in there was awesome. So you could, like... Do all sorts of crazy, like little martial arts moves, where mm-hmm. you would like kick people's knees and stab them in the neck and shit. And it was like, oh, this is fucking great. Yeah. Um, but then, like in four, it was less. There was less emphasis on that action game. Yeah, and of, I'm like, like, why? This is not. I'm not. Well, I don't want to be in firefights with Solid Snake. Mm-hmm. That's not the point. Yeah.
1: The so, the it looked really cool though. Like seeing oh, it like good. seeing uh being able to like chop through giant metal gears and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. or you know i thought that that was really cool but yeah i agree i mean it's just it was a completely different game um and i think i put a lot of people off
0: yeah and that's for me it was like i got through maybe a quarter of it and i was like i'm just not enjoying myself mm-hmm. the story's not even really that compelling like at least in the in the third one was kind of cool i just i just liked all of it and metal gear solid two was cool i can't tell you how many times i played that first level where you were snake on the ship yeah I probably played that first level more than I. I mean, I probably be, I beat the game, but like I played that first level, I don't even tell you how many times because you were snake, right? Yeah, I mean it, <laughs> And I was like trying to make it so you could sneak. You know, I didn't, I never got detected or what I mean mm-hmm. doing all that kind of stuff. That was one of those things where I was like making little incremental challenges for myself, like do it without shooting the gun, do it without alerting. Anybody, yeah, it, you know.
1: When I first played that game, I didn't even know you were supposed to actually be stealthy. Like I thought it was just like a way that like if you got overwhelmed, you could just kind of hide. Yeah, but like you know, I mean, I was. You know, I mean, what year was that? Like, 95 or something like no, that? No, two? No, the first one. Oh, yeah. Like, some, something like that. I mean, I was in middle school. Yeah, it was
0: mid-90s. So I was,
1: like, I don't know, 10, 11, 12, something like that. And I'm playing this game, and I'm just, like... I didn't understand, like, why people... Like, I would shoot people, and they would kind of, like, wake back up. Like, yeah. I mean, I I get... Like, eventually, I realized that, it, okay, it was, like, some kind of stun... Or not a stun gun, but a tranquilizer or whatever. But, like... I just didn't play the game that way. You know, like I'd collect yeah. all these claymores and like that's how I beat bosses and stuff and it was just it was just funny because like I just looked at it like this big action game and that's like not at all. No, <laughs> what that no, game no. About. Not at all. Yeah. But I did love the box. I mean, yeah, as soon oh, yeah, as I classic. discovered as soon as I discovered the box, I was like, "Oh my god." Like I would just I would just creep through halls with the box. <laughs> like, I mean, it was just just I was way too obsessed with the box, which is funny because when I was a kid I was obsessed with boxes, like making boxes into like little forts and stuff yeah. like that. I remember my, when we moved to Texas, um, we had a shit ton of boxes, and one of them was like this giant-ass box that was like the size of like an box. Yeah, it was something like that. something like that big, and man, I... I would always get into this box. I was like a cat or something. (laughs) Just like every chance I got I would like hide in this box and I'd you know, close the doors and pretend I'm like in uh you know, doing like some kind of secret mission or whatever and like so when I could be in a box in a video game, like as unfun as that sounds it was like some of the most fun I've ever had. <laughs> he was just sneaking around this box. Yeah. He just walk. You'd like creep behind a, a guard, and then all of a sudden, you'd bump into his leg, and he'd turn around. And he's like, "What the heck?" And like occasionally, he'd kick over the box, and you'd have to kill him. But occasionally, he wouldn't <laughs> kick over the box, and yeah. then you just kind of creep behind him again. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely
0: ridiculous. <laughs> did um, you?
1: Uh, so, did you ever play five? I didn't. No, I haven't played five either. And it looks so good. But I feel like I would not enjoy it again. That's lately. why. That's
0: why I'm like I don't. After I see, here's my problem is I kind of lose steam, right? Like, um, like I get interested. You know, I played two, I played three, um, and I loved those. So then when four came out, I didn't have a PlayStation initially when it came out. So when I got a PlayStation, and when I was like I had some time, I mostly I was playing like shooters with my friends but then that kind of stopped happening so i was like oh well, i'll go play metal gear solid it was mm-hmm. cheap at that point i was like well might as well try it i love the other ones and now i'm just like i don't even have any desire to play any of them yeah because it's just like now i'm now it's kind of done you you ruined it i really want to
1: play destiny too and i know a lot of people like hated that game when it first came out but i've been here like i've been looking it up a little bit online because i've always wanted to play it because I, I loved the first one and like people are saying now that like all the D- DLC is out and they've kind of fixed some of the the big glitches and, and bugs and whatnot, that it's actually a really good game now. So I'm kind of like on the edge of whether I want to get it or not. Most of my friends have PlayStations that play it, so I'm kind of like maybe I need to get a PlayStation, but I don't know. I'm sure I can get one of those pretty cheap used. Sure, but yeah. But I've been con- I've been considering playing that, and that's kind. Of, I mean, I guess that kind of has. Um, some of those RPG elements that I was kind of talking about earlier where you're not really making real decisions or whatever, but it's you got that co-op and you're going through the story, which is kind of fun. But Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, I don't know. I've never played either of them. Um, just not interested in it. I mean, I need something with a really compelling story, so that's why I think Resident Evil might be a good thing because yeah. it might be enough to like grab me and keep me interested. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's, there's not a whole lot out that I really... I would consider playing Mass Effect again before I would consider playing most games that are yeah. that are new.
1: Um, so you were you? I'm sorry, I interrupted you earlier when you were bringing up Kingdom Hearts.
0: Uh, yeah, no, you're three. fine. Yeah, that I mean that. So that's out. I actually, um, I had never I played the original. I haven't. Mm-hmm. Are were you a big Kingdom Hearts? I played the original
1: a little bit. I never beat it, but my friend Will was obsessed with that game. It's a
0: It was a really fun game, man. And I loved like all the Disney kind of crossovers mm-hmm. and all the characters and stuff like that. Um, I never beat it either. So, um, tragic story. I There was like a Colosseum. I don't remember if you remember that. Yeah, That's it like the, the Her- most
1: frustrating part of that
0: game. Yeah, so you had the, the Hercules Colosseum. Mm-hmm. I, I beat Sephiroth in that Colosseum. Like, I... I and I want to say, uh, you got some weapon or something for it. There was a reason to do. Yeah, it, it was like, yeah, yeah, I think you got the like the ultimate weapon or whatever. You might. Maybe I think yeah. it might have been ultimate weapon. Yeah. So like, I was trying to get beat. I, so I finally beat Sephiroth, and that probably took me weeks to do that. Um, and then uh, I think I was the next like world for me was Hollow Bastion. So I go to Hollow Bastion. I do like a little bit of it. Get to, like, I don't remember if there were save points. I think there were. So I, got, I think I got, like, to the first save point in Hollow Bastion or something, mm-hmm. and um, then had to stop or something. It came back, save file corrupted. No way, man. I was oh, like, that's, fuck that's, this. That's, I'm not doing it again. Nope. Yeah. No way. Not going through all that. Not after I just spent three weeks trying to beat Sephiroth. <sighs> got, finally did it. And I, now I have to not only redo that, but I have to redo the whole fucking game. I was like, not So happening. that was
1: PlayStation 2, right? Yeah.
0: Wow. So did did you have
1: a generic... No, it was memory a PlayStation card. one. It was a regular man. Because uh, I've never, I don't remember that ever
0: happening. I mean, before, it does, it's it's rare. I mean, don't <laughs> get me wrong. It's not like I've like other games on that memory card. If other files were fine. It was mm-hmm. that one for whatever reason was corrupted. I don't know if it was like still writing when I turned it off. I don't. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Um. But it was just. I was like, I can't. There's no way I can. I was like heartbroken and angry at the same time, and I was like, I just, I'm not gonna do it. Right. Um, it's
1: funny because I I can definitely understand why you wouldn't do that. But then like I look back at like other games that I like Final Fantasy VII. Like if that if that happened to me like the first time I played it, I would probably be devastated and I might have never gotten through it. But then you go back and like I beat that game like probably like 8 times. And it's kind of funny because like if that ever happened while I was doing that I would probably just go ahead and start over but like that first playthrough, it's
0: different that first playthrough man it, like it's, it's, just no you, you're so more attached to it <laughs> yeah. like it's so more important you know mm-hmm. what i mean I, yeah wh- any kind of like replay through a game doesn't feel as significant yeah because like oh, i've already done this i know what's going to happen mm-hmm. like i'm just clicking through it i enjoy it i want to see this story. it's like rewatching in something right yeah. like like the first like the first time you watch star wars you're fucking glued. Like yep. you're like, I want to see what happens. This is important. But then, even though it's a really good movie, and you watch it again, it's like, I'm kind of half paying attention. Like right. I might be on my phone a little bit. I might talk to somebody a little bit. But like, you're not as invested. And I think that's the same thing, right? You're yeah. like, you like your expectations are different. Um, and just it maybe it's just it might be different. I don't know that it would be. it would probably be worse now honestly (laughs) like as a kid i think there's probably a there was probably a bigger chance that i would go back and do something but now i'm like nope fuck that so speaking of so speaking of of
1: like watching through star wars i just watched rogue one again the other day it was the first time i've seen it since it came out in theater so i just cracked open the blu-ray fine you know got that fresh blu-ray smell and i put it in and i'm watching it and i'd forgotten like a lot of that movie And so we get to the end, and uh, spoilers if you haven't seen it yet, but shame on you if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's been
0: two years.
1: (laughs) But uh, I forgot that everybody dies at the end of that
0: movie. Yeah, it is not a a typical Star Wars movie in that sense. I'm like, I'm sitting here going through
1: it, and I'm like, damn. Everybody died. Like, it wasn't even like. The,
0: that, I mean, that's part of what makes it good, right? Yeah. Is the point they're trying to prove is like the sacrifices that the rebels had to go through mm-hmm. to be able to get where they were. Yeah. Like, you know, if you look at episodes four and five and six, like, they're just kind of this. They're enigmas to a certain extent. You're like, okay, so how are they fucking doing this? Mm-hmm. Like,. They don't have nearly the losses the Empire seems to have. They're just, right. like, trucking through this. So they seem like, how is it? They don't suffer any hardships. They just get these, like, lucky victories. Right. But I think... So I think the point of that movie, a, a lot of it is to, like, show that's not the case. Yeah. Like... There were there was a lot of shit going on behind the scenes where people were just straight up dying mm-hmm. in mass. Right, yeah, you're
1: just seeing the good parts of the the, of the, the heroes. Yeah, exactly. Like you're the, not seeing
0: the average guys yeah. and all you know all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's one of the reasons I really like that as a movie because is because it departs so much from the typical formula.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's just got that grit to it, man. Like I re I don't want yeah. all
0: of the Star Wars
1: movies to have that. I don't Solo's think that they the all need way. it, yeah. But I mean, it has like that little bit of grit to it that kind of like makes it more. It, it takes it away from it just being a Star Wars movie, and it's more like a war movie. Um, so I, I, feel like I get a little bit more into it because it feels more real. Yeah, you know, instead of this high fantasy uh, space Plot opera adventure. The, yeah. yeah,
0: I mean that. Yeah, I mean you know it, I love Star Wars, but it does have its faults. Like any like any story, I mean. You know, plot armor is one of my biggest complaints of any big story. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, these protagonists is one of the reasons Game of Thrones is so good, right? Because zero people have that plot armor. Yeah,
1: except for Jon Snow.
0: Yeah, but maybe, (laughs) right? I mean, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, it's just it's just and and honestly, at this point, we have to realize that that's because they're writing, they're showing us stuff that hasn't been written. Mm -hmm. So, in all fairness, like. We don't know that if they had never, if they if this had been released in a certain order, if he had finished those books before they made a TV show, right? The stuff that's happened may not have happened, right? And you know, and maybe we're getting more of a typical cinematic reproduction than yeah, what, what, what George R. R. Martin mm-hmm. would have actually put in the story. Because mm-hmm. I mean, um, like,
1: how many times has John Snow been dead? But or not. something terrible <laughs> yeah, happens like. and
0: he survives. And I agree. He's he for sure has the pot armor, but you know, I mean, in the first couple seasons. Like, it does not exist. No, I agree. I um, agree. And so, but in most big stories, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, I mean, you name it. but like Resident Evil? I mean, any story, like, the protagonist is just gonna survive. Mm-hmm. They're gonna win. So, like, going to sit down, and that was one of the reasons that Infinity War was so good, right? Because that plot armor kind of went away. Oh, yeah. And and you didn't expect
1: that, right? Yeah. It's,
0: it, of, of I mean, all, I just
1: couldn't believe, like, the people that were... So, like, I guess because I've read comics that I knew... That that was coming. And I just assumed that, like, everybody else would know. I had no idea, man. like, Like, there's, like, people, like, legitimately crying because of, like, what happened. And I'm just like... Like y'all know that like that that was supposed to like that's the whole point of this movie is <laughs> this yeah. was going to happen like
0: <laughs> yeah but they didn't right and yeah I think no they did that's one of the brilliant things just, right yeah, is that they did that yeah um and then that's one of the reasons that that will go down probably as one of the best Marvel movies of all time mm-hmm.
1: and I mean they did kind of get me though because I didn't expect it to happen that early um I wasn't expecting the first movie for him to get all the Infinity Stones and do the infamous snap and and whatnot so I mean it did surprise me. Uh, quite a bit at that point,
0: but, uh, yeah, I was, but so, I I mean, I guess going back to my point is I think movies where we take that element of plot armor away, um, just makes the story feel that much more real, Mm -hmm. um, because we all know in normal life, plot armor doesn't fucking exist and no matter how good of a person you are or somebody you, we all know somebody that's a really great person ends up with cancer. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, all these things that, like, just, you get, not, uh, you just feel like you're doing everything right and you get knocked down or something. Mm-hmm. And and so, but when you go, it's, it's a good and a bad thing, right? When you go see a movie with this plot armor, it's kind of, like, uplifting. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, the good guys do win mm-hmm. kind of thing. I mean, it makes sense in But at the movies, same time, but, yeah. it gets old when you're like, this just is not, I can't relate. Mm-hmm. Because they always win no matter what happens. Yeah. And then, but you go see a movie where they don't win. And you can relate to it that much more, and I think it, it allows you to, to to just it strikes a chord with you, and and can really be captivating on some other sense that you know it's not the same experience. I guess that's the easiest way to say yeah. it. And I think the, that that's why sometimes,
1: um, like in movies, like in comics and stuff like that, I always tend to like the superheroes. But in movies, I tend I tend to gravitate more towards the, the villains, yeah, for sure, Cause because they're more relatable, one hundred percent. They're, they tend to be more relatable um you know obviously i'm not trying to take over the world or anything no, like that no but they have tragic
0: characters. But yeah falls, they right? have
1: they have those flaws you don't know what's going to happen to them you know it, until like that final scene like generally when the you know the hero wins but occasionally occasionally they the bad guy or the, or the bad guy wins you know and that's like that's kind of satisfying you know that's why um, i think
0: you know we've talked about the anti-hero genre before and i think that's mm -hmm. why that's so popular and that's what we said before right is it's so much more relatable to have this guy that's tragically flawed and and does have character faults Mm -hmm. um because it's superman's great but you're like he's this perfect guy like i don't you know he's kind of like that 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 person you know on Facebook that just constantly is talking about how good they are and how they don't mess up and, yeah. you know, it's like there's not humble at all. Not that the, the, some of the heroes aren't humble or whatever, but they just project this air of the, they can do no wrong mm-hmm. kind of thing. And that's what, the way I look at some of these protagonists in movies and stories is like, okay, that's great, but it kind of gets on my nerves. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, nobody in real life is like that. Right. And it also
1: might be, you know, one of the reasons that, like, John Wick is, like, really popular I mean, I Fuck guess yeah. he's kind of an anti-hero too, but... But you know, you don't know, you don't know what's going to happen to John Wick next. I mean, he does don't know, have man.
0: Fortune favors the bold. It says yeah. he's written on his back.
1: <laughs> you know, I mean, he does have plot armor, obviously. But the stuff that no, happens to him,
0: he doesn't have plot armor. He's just that good, man. Well, okay, and he he gets shot and beat up, and <laughs> yeah, that's what I was
1: gonna say. Like there is there is stuff that, that <laughs> happens to him, and it's not like he comes out of everything just you know walking. Like, nothing happened. Well, and
0: I mean, let's let's be honest. At the very beginning, his his wife dies. Mm-hmm. So, already, he's not some infallible person that right. that, that goes through no negative things. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's... I, I can't wait for the next one. I, ne- I need to go back and watch the first one again. The first one is so fucking good. Yeah. It really is. I mean, like, I remember... I <laughs> and the timing was perfect, too, because we hadn't had anything like
0: that oh, in God. such a
1: long time.
0: I mean, I'm trying to think that's something that's even relatable, and... I mean, maybe, maybe the Matrix is some. I mean, obviously yeah. Keanu Reeves still. So maybe I'm kind of just getting lost there. But something that has that really visceral. I mean, um, Jack Reacher is sort of similar. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking Taken kind of has that. Yeah, a Taken little bit. Taken does. Yeah, for sure. Um, I really
1: like the first Taken. I, yeah, the
0: the rest are yeah. Meh.
1: But that that first one, man, like. Uh, again it's kind of you kind of got a little bit of that grit to it you don't you really don't know what's going to happen i mean you just you the the hero has some plot armor in it but you really don't know where it's going to go and it goes in places you are not expecting you know and it just like i I really enjoy it i need oh, to watch yeah. that movie again too yeah i
0: mean uh, like i said i mean I, I don't remember what it was that caused me to watch because i didn't actually know what john wick was the first time i watched it yeah i think it might have just been on like hbo go or something like some streaming service and i was like oh whatever let's check this out
1: yeah i think my my buddy will that i mentioned earlier i think he was the one that told me to check that out and i had no idea no what it was. i know zero like i yeah. didn't
0: know what to expect i knew it was like maybe i'll give you another movie. one that,
1: that kind of goes along boondock saints yeah yeah for sure me i that. mean real
0: old obviously yeah. but for sure
1: yeah um and the second one, that's one of those that I was not completely disappointed in the the prequel, or not the prequel the, the, in John Wick. The, no, the, uh, the Boondock Saints too. Boondock Saints yeah. Um, yeah, we're
0: no, we're but not. I mean, you know, we were talking about, I mean, just John Wick in general. <laughs> yeah. But I, I remember watching that for the first time, and like it's got kind of a slow start. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, his wife, he, you get that kind of flashback moment where you're not. Sure, he's looking at his phone with his wife and you go back into the story of his wife passing away and he wakes up and he gets the dog and you're like honestly i don't even know that i knew it was an action movie like i was just kind of like all right what's going on like this guy's his wife dies he's kind of bloody at the beginning but then like he's getting this dog like what kind of story am i about to watch Mm -hmm. and is it gonna be some just like drama with like love story type thing and then they stop on the accelerator (laughs) and then you know the guy steals his car so i'm like all right is this gonna be some kind of like crime movie like, you know, where are they going with this? And then that first scene in his house where he, he like, busts, he busts out the HK with the compensator and is shooting dudes in the head left and right. And I'm like, what right. the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is amazing. And then I was pretty much glued to my seat for the next hour and a half. Yeah, Damn, um, I
1: might have to put that in tomorrow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, yeah. And the second one, I, I didn't think I wasn't as drawn into that one. They changed the action style a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um and it was a little more hyped up. I felt like, like the first one um, felt more realistic than most action movies. Yeah. like He was obviously very good at mm-hmm. what he did, but none of it felt like exaggerated to the point where I'm like, yeah, that no one could do that.
1: Watching him, watching some of the behind the scenes stuff where he was training with Terran yeah. Tactical and stuff like that. I think I mentioned that yeah, before. Yeah, we've talked about talked it before. About yeah. before. But man, it's it's really impressive. And if that's what I'm saying. If like, you're at all into shooting sports and stuff like that. Look up Terran Tactical and, and John Wick and you'll see some of the stuff that they trained him to actually do. It's not like he's just he's not just learning how to pretend that he's pulling a trigger. No, like he's, he's shooting <laughs>
0: weapons, he's reloading weapons, yeah. like he's doing all that yeah. stuff. Um and that's why like I said none of the stuff that they did in that first movie felt ridiculous. Yeah. Like it was a little exaggerated, but everything that happened I'm like this looks like a, a way that a guy that if you had the actual best killer in the world, mm-hmm. this is the way that guy would fight. Right. This is what he would be able to do. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's not running and shooting one-handed and he's shooting 17, 18, 19, 30 bullets out of a handgun clip. Like, right. you know, none of that stupid shit is happening. He's having to reload. His weapons are jamming. He's, you know, mo- the way he's moving people around, where he holds his weapon. I mean, all that stuff makes sense.
1: Yeah, I think though the the thing that took away from the second movie is that all the people that he was fighting in the second movie are supposed to be on his level, you know? And so they had to up the ante, You know, to show that, well, he's actually above their level. And so, like, he can do these absolutely insane things that, you know, go above and beyond what the best shooter in the world could do. Right. And I think that's kind of what took away from it is that he was... He started becoming a little bit on the supernatural side in that Maybe a
0: little bit. I have to go back and watch it again to really maybe grasp what my gripes were. It just didn't feel the same. Mm -hmm. And I know they were obviously trying to make it different because, like, that's one of the things I hate is when you go watch a sequel... And it's like, all right, this is just the same thing. Yeah. And that doesn't work either, right? Um, but some of the things they changed just didn't feel as good. Um, like, I don't think there was as much action. There was not as much cool gunplay. You had a little bit of stuff, like, after he kills the, girl, the lady, mm-hmm. or she kills herself, I guess. Um, and then after he starts trying to escape from their party... And that's where most of the gunplay happens. Right. And he's got the shotgun. and He's got the AR-15 that he puts down in the corridor and stuff. And, like, that stuff is fucking great. Mm-hmm. But then after he loses his weapon and they're, like, you know, and then they're, it's mostly hand-to-hand and knife fights. And that's where I'm kind of like, hmm, yeah. it doesn't feel as good. And pencil um, fights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, right? It's just kind of, like, a little ridiculous um, in that respect because I feel like you wouldn't do that. Like you wouldn't, you would try and just get away. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't try and if you're already injured and, and you've got nothing but knives and your specialty is fighting with a gun, not saying you're bad in hand to hand or you're bad with a knife. But if you've got all these people coming after you, I feel like you would just try and get away. Right. You know, you wouldn't be, oh, we're going to sit here and fight on the subway or whatever. I mean, like they were doing. Um, so I don't know. And uh, I was kind of disappointed, too, that we didn't get a little bit more of a peek into, like, the Assassin Underground. Because that's one of the things that I was really looking forward to. Right. Yeah, it was just
1: kind of like the in-between people is all you saw instead of...
0: Like, I was like, all right, we're going to, you know after the first one, John wicks back, he's going to be working these jobs. Like we're going to get to see like more into the continental ho- into the program. And like how Winston runs all this stuff and how does he get jobs and what kind of job, like who's hiring him and how does that all work? And you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and who are some of the other assassins and stuff like that. And you get to see some of that, but in a different way. And I just wasn't as pleased. I guess I didn't get to the kind of info and look into this kind of, like, underworld as as much as I wanted.
1: And maybe that's what the next movie is maybe, all about. Because, maybe. I mean, they have to up the ante again. I mean, the whole world is coming after him at this point. Well, so. he
0: fucking <laughs> chop somebody in the head with a G36 or whatever yeah. it was. <laughs>
1: so we'll... We'll see we'll see what happens with this this next one. That's coming out this year, yeah. right? Yeah. Dude, this is gonna be a phenomenal year for movies. I sure hope so. Like, last just, year, like there were some really good movies last year, but man, we, we had ran, some deserts. It
0: ran out of steam. Like <laughs> after about like May, man, it was just like, yeah. All right, guess we're done. Yeah. See you guys next year. We didn't even get Game of Thrones, man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like it was like it legitimately felt like, you know, a content you had the the Fantastic Beast movie, I guess, which we were like, you know, we discussed was okay and Venom and some of those other things, but mm-hmm. they were not I mean, when you go from watching Infinity War to watching that stuff, yeah. Not the same.
1: Why didn't I mean I just I still don't understand why Disney didn't have like some epic Christmas movie. Like it's just
0: Well, I, I think it's because they messed up. Yeah. I mean, and I think they know that. They messed up with Solo. That should have been the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, I mean, yeah, I think the next couple months are just going to be insane. I mean, uh, this spring, you know, we've got uh, Captain Marvel. We've got Detective Pikachu. We've got Infinity War 2 or whatever, in- Game or yeah. Avengers Endgame. Um, and, and then Hellboy, t- the new Hellboy, mm-hmm. uh, we've got the new John wick. Like those are all going to happen. Yeah. Like literally it's going to be like a two month period of time where we're going to see a movie like every weekend yeah. and, and we're not just going to see a movie. Like we're going to see a good fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually kind
1: of interested in seeing that Shazam movie. Like I'll I don't really care sure. too much about the character, but it looks it looks interesting enough to the, me. Like, the
0: only thing that I had, and it's not this is not a legitimate gripe, and it's nothing they could do; it's not their fault. But I just see Chuck. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like I just I, I watched that show at least two times, it maybe three because, and this is kind of funny. Speaking, to, we talked about Mass Effect earlier. Um, Yvonne, I think it's Yvonne Strahovski, is the blonde chick in Chuck? I forget her, Sarah maybe. Yeah, Sarah. Yeah. She is uh Miranda in Mass Effect. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. she they modeled the character after her. It's the, she does the voice acting. So like that was one of my favorite that's actually maybe the reason that I kept watching Chuck. I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. it's Miranda because I'd played Mass Effect like three times at that point and she's one of my favorite characters and then and then you have Chuck and I'm like, "Oh shit, it's, it's and she's a secret agent." So I'm like, "Oh, this is worth it." Yeah. And now I'm just like, well, that's Chuck <laughs> when I see this guy, I'm like, I've watched this like two times, and, and I don't know. And now he's got this goofy super suit on, which doesn't seem like something that Chuck wouldn't do. So I'm like, he's goofy. You know, he's like, right. he's kind of goofy, and he's wearing yeah. his dumb suit. And I'm like, all right, this feels like I'm watching Chuck. Yeah, but, that,
1: that would be a, an interesting twist. <laughs>
0: right. But uh, I mean, obviously, it's not going to be that way, but it's just what's going through my head when I'm watching it. But yeah, I mean, stuff like that. I mean, I'm totally, obviously, new, down new, to go new see. New fan it.
1: theory. Yeah, you just yeah. developed
0: it right here. <laughs> you heard it first, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be a good spring. I'm really looking forward to the Pokemon movie. Every time I see that trailer again, I'm like, "This is going to be good." Yeah, I just like at know first I, I thought it was fake. It. No, like I'm sitting here honestly, watching this,
1: and I'm like, I'm like this can't be real." And then it just keeps going, and it's like, "There's no way that somebody put this much effort into this, and it's not real." And then finally, it's over, and I'm like, "Well, I'm going to be going to see this movie." <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, and honestly, I don't think. I don't know. This is just me, but I don't think Ryan Reynolds would do something that sucked.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: I really don't. I, he's just one of those guys that strikes me as like he's going to do his passion, like with the way he pushed for Deadpool and mm-hmm. Deadpool 2, like he's going to do his passion projects or stuff that lives up to that. Yeah, absolutely. And not really worry about it, right? You see a lot of these other actors and they're just like, yeah, whatever, I'll do it. There's that, a big-ass big, big ass check coming to my bank account, whatever, mm-hmm. You know, but I feel like he doesn't care. He's like a legit a bit like Hollywood nerd. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I I just can't see him doing something that was going to completely suck. And and, uh, granted, we've only seen the one trailer. We haven't seen anything else. So I don't know. But um, which I also kind of like, because, again, we talked about trailers before. And this one I felt like does a good job. Like it gives you enough about, like, the overall plot. I don't understand
1: why they come out with more trailers. I I really have never understood that. Like just come out with the one, and be done with it. I guess. I mean, I guess they just want to continue to build hype, but I think that you take away from movies when you start adding more because the first one, the first trailer is usually going to be the best. Yep, because that's the best content that you can come up with to, that, and it's very, it's usually pretty coherent and everything. But then you start coming out with these other trailers, and you're just throwing stuff in there that people might find interesting. Right. Just to add and then it just starts taking away because then now you're you're like saying, Well, I saw this in the trailer, so I already know this happened. Yeah, so and, it's
0: no fun anymore. Yeah. I mean one hundred percent man. So like I said, they do such a good job in that trailer because they give you enough of like, okay, kid's dad was some good Pokemon trainer. But he doesn't know where he went or something. Mm-hmm. And, and then Pikachu comes in and he's going to help him find it. But this kid can somehow magically hear Pikachu and nobody else can do that. Right. And then you see just kind of you know shots of Pokemon and some goofy moments in the movie that have no context. Yeah. Which is exactly what you want to see. Yeah, you want exactly. to see some good Use moments. Some eye candy. Right. Like You want to then... see some good moments to let me know there's going to be some good humor. There's going to be some cool action. There's going to be all this stuff. But I have no context to understand any of it. Yeah. Yeah, um I so I mean so to me that was like the ideal ideal trailer. Good job guys there. I, I, you know, no complaints from me. Um same thing. I mean the new John Wick trailer was fine. I thought they did a decent job there. You kind of know what was going to happen.
1: Yeah.
0: I so mean, you don't really you don't even really the need formulas to You don't need to show me a John Wick <laughs> trailer. Let's be honest, like we know what's going to happen. Right. So um yeah, I don't it, it's kind of redundant. Um same thing with Avengers like why do I need to like I don't really need to see that. Mhm. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be a really good spring. I, I think there's, there's something I'm forgetting movie wise, um, that's going to come out, but it is because there's so Scott many. Yes. Yeah, God, that's what it is. Um, you know, I feel there's so many good I can't even keep track of them at all at this point. Um, <laughs> but these are all movies that I'm legitimately excited for, which has been something that hasn't happened in a, in a while where yeah. I'm like, Oh, and then, I mean, later that later next year, we're going to get star Wars. Mm-hmm. That's that is coming out Christmas this yep. year, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, hopefully, we get a decent Christmas present, and I don't have to cry myself to sleep afterwards. Oh God, please don't! I, honestly, <laughs> it sucks because I'm like legitimately anxious. Yeah, like it's one of those things where I'm like, this could like make or break the franchise yeah. for me, and in, mm-hmm. in my, you know, my opinion of it. Yeah, I agree. Um, and and you know, I um, I didn't buy Rogue One, but I didn't buy Rogue One because I think shortly after it came out. It was streamed on Netflix. Yeah, um, but I haven't bought The Last Jedi, and I haven't bought Solo. And like, I kind of want to buy Rogue One and Solo just because I do like those movies. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't want to buy The Last Jedi. No, and, I already told you that I'm not buying yeah, it. It's n- I, it's I never I gonna man. grace my um, collection
1: unless unless uh, George Lucas comes back and and redoes it in. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> somebody, somebody, fix that movie, please.
0: Yeah, but you know what I mean. Um, but anyways, but my point being is the outcome of that next movie. Like, it, there's a lot for me that hinges on it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it might even I, I will be if it if it sucks. Unless whatever movie they come out with next, unless it's just like I, I watch the trailer and I'm just like holy. Like, unless it's fucking the old Republic, right? If it's just which like it needs to be. which it needs to be, but <laughs> but if it isn't, if it's like I don't know, like Boba Fett or whatever, which we know is not going to happen, but if it's something like Django Fett or whatever, like I'm, there's a chance I'm not even going to bother seeing it open yeah. at night because mm-hmm. I'm like it's probably a mediocre movie, like it's probably going to be entertaining, but I'll see it Saturday. Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because yeah, I just I'm losing excitement for the franchise, which it pains me to say that. Um so I really need this to be that's why I'm anxious about it cuz I'm like this is Im- it's important because you're you're affecting my my love for what for Star Wars. Yeah.
1: I'm kind of ner I mean speaking of game, uh being nervous about watching something um unbreak you know uh, split just, or yeah, not split. Yeah. Sorry uh glass. glass just came out. Um and I really loved Unbreakable. Split was pretty good, but I haven't heard the best things about about glass, so I'm yeah. like, man, I really want to see it, but then I'm like, it's worth it, I, though. I you know, it really, is. I mean, like,
0: I, is it is it bad enough that it's going to ruin the franchise for me? Like, <laughs> I don't think it could be. Yeah, I mean, mainly because I just like until these movies came out, I had never heard you mention Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't. I mean, just from my perspective, something that's not really that important to me. Is a franchise. It'd be hard to mess it up. Yeah. In Star Wars, I mean, like I said, I'll still see Star Wars movies. I'm not saying that. It's not like I'm going to be like, all right, done with Star Wars now. Yeah,
1: but you're not going to. But I mean, I probably wouldn't. I mean, it, you were talking about not going opening night. I mean, if it's if this movie is disappointing, I'm not going until. I've gotten some reviews from people. You know, I don't I like if it's really bad then I don't want to support those opening numbers cuz I want them to feel like they need to change something.
0: Yeah. yeah, 100%. I mean, vote with your wallet. It's the hardest thing to do, but um it's also the most it's one of the reasons that I want to buy Resident Evil. Yeah. Because they uh, have apparently done something really good, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, okay, I I honestly will play that game for uh, you know. There's a good chance I'll play, it, spend sixty bucks, play that game for thirty minutes, and never play it again. But I'm, I will have happily spent that money. Yeah, yeah. Um, solely to support those kind of things. Like, let's take our time when we do this stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's not just chuck out a game and have it be unfinished, and have it be with paid DLC. Like the fact that they're releasing unpaid free DLC within this short a period of time after the game releases is like fucking amazing
1: yeah and I, I mean it's a big change for capcom too because uh you know i don't know how familiar you are with I'm the not. last release of uh street fighter but it was a total disaster <laughs> like it's finally getting to the point where it's a good game but when it first came out i mean there were all kinds of like there were bugs and it's like how it's are there bugs in a that fighting level. game
0: yeah at that level too it's, it's pretty unacceptable yeah you know i i don't know um, I, i've read a lot about um, you know, I think developing a games in, in this kind of in, in industry is really tough. Yeah, um, because they are held to such tight schedules, and they're making something that is unbelievably complex. Mm. Like I think that's what a lot of people don't understand—that maybe have not done any kind of programming or didn't know what goes into that. Um, but it is not like editing a video or something that you might have done. Yeah, I mean, like, you're literally creating things out of ones and zeros. and Not, I, not only that, I mean, but there, it's not just like you've got, okay, so we've got to have a cohesive story, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's one thing that, that, you know, everything, movies, TV, whatever, all has to have a cohesive story. Video games are also, you know, adhere to that, right? Yeah. If you don't have a very good story, it's going to be a shitty game. Mm-hmm. You've got to have good design. You know, you've got to be able to figure out what does your world look like? What do your characters look like? Mm-hmm. Right? All that has to be good. Then and that's before you even make anything. These are just like underlying things that need, like foundational things that right. need to exist for a game to be good. And then you have to physically build that world from fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. So... And most engines out there have editors, and I know it's not as bad. You're not literally necessarily just right. Typing you're not in a putting screen. pixels on the screen. Yeah, but but like to get your game as unique as it is, you take something that exists in like an Unreal Engine, and you have to modify all those assets to make them exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. And then you're making not only just you're modifying physics. I mean, you're like. You're doing all sorts of things. Right. It's not just, this guy runs over here, oh, that's simple. It's this guy runs over here, how fast does he run? Mm-hmm. Does he fall?
1: And each guy might the, run at a different speed. Right, does the
0: stuff he runs through make a difference on how fast he runs? Mm-hmm. Does it, Is he only able to run fast for a certain amount of time? How, fa- how fast is that? How right. long is that?
1: What sounds does it make at does, each, right, each does
0: interval? It, does it do anything differently when he does this? And the problem that a lot of people don't seem to understand what this is, when you get a very complicated system with all these variables, right, with physics, noise, visuals, et cetera, different weapon combinations, different skill combinations, all those things are possibilities, and they all have to exist at the same time. Mm-hmm. So what happens, and this what a bug is usually, is all those things in trying to exist at the same time don't work. Yeah. There's a reference to something that doesn't work when all these... You've got option A, B, and C selected and maybe you didn't... That interferes with another process over here and gives you a weird output here. So you, you're you playing a game... Like, Daisy's a great example. It was very buggy when I played it because it was in alpha. But, like, you'd, you could hear, like... Um, and so the, some of the sound effects in the game, right, were, like, you could open a pop can. Well, like you would just be chilling in a room and you would hear a pop can open. That's crazy. So you would think, well, so you would think,
1: okay, <laughs> there's somebody in the room There's somebody
0: with in the vicinity that is open to pop can, which is yeah. exactly what it's supposed to be. Right. Right? So you so you know to look around or know that you need to be on guard or whatever. But what turns out is just because of some set of circumstances, maybe where I was on the map mm-hmm. or versus where somebody else was or like let's say somebody halfway across the map could have just opened a soft, can, soft drink can, but like somehow the distance calculation or what, however it's making the determination that I should hear that sound yeah. is broken. Like That equation doesn't work. And the equation might work when they designed it, but based on the other things that are happening at that exact moment, factor into that equation and change the output. Mm-hmm. So like I just think it's very understated how complicated it is to actually make a modern game, do all the things that they do without having bugs in it. Yeah. Because it's some I mean, if any of you guys do any kind of even complicated excel sheets or anything like that where you're writing macros and doing stuff like that, like it can be hard enough to do something like that and and not have a bug where it's like, "Well shit, if I mean this works except if I put 16 in here. When I put 16 in here, it gives me a, like Fifty-five million down here, and that doesn't make any sense. Right? It should never be and because sixteen, when it works through the equation, causes this overflow, just like in Final Fantasy, right? The 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 overflow glitches. That's all it was was a was based on the numbers and the way that it counted integers. Yeah, and then you could you know do a certain thing where you would cause the 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 integer would just not be able to count that number, and so it would just do this overflow thing, and you would get really big damage outputs. Right. And that's based on the way the system that they built the game in counts numbers. That's it. Mm-hmm. So, like, just think... And that was back in the 90s. So, think where we're at now. Oh, yeah. And you're I mean, trying to do it so, so many
1: more... more that's now. what I'm
0: saying. And so, I think it's just really understated how difficult it is to get a game to do all the stuff that they do really well. Um, so, I'm not personally very critical when stupid stuff happens in games. Yeah. Because I'm like, man... They've done all this right, and that's the only thing that got fucked up? Okay. They'll fix it. Yeah. You know? And the other problem is, it's hard to test, right? Because you have all these complexities, and because you have to test in all these different... Like, think about an MMO or or, um, or an RPG, where you've got all these different classes, and you have all these different abilities, and you have all these different armors, and all these different weapons. hmm How do you verify that all that works? Well, guess what? you got to go through all the content with all the classes with all the different armors with all the different skills with all the different weapons and test every single configuration yeah yeah I because mean, that's, that's, that's that's the hot. only that's and that's what I'm saying and you're talking about a game that takes 30 40 50 hours to get through that's a lot of time mm-hmm so yeah, obviously I mean, a, yeah <laughs> I mean
1: I I, I would I never want to say that uh, that they're not putting in a lot of work but when when it is a game like Street Fighter, no, you I mean, don't have nearly the complexity. No, no, I, know, I, I mean, know what you're saying, but I'm just saying like it just amazes me that a game, a company as big as Capcom, could fail on that. But I mean, like you said, I mean, but we
0: don't know what constraints they're on here, and this is where I was going with all that is. I yeah. don't think people appreciate all the complexity. But on top of that, we're in a market where there is no leniency from the consumer, mm-hmm. like. It used to be such that this gate like like a uh, blizzard, right? You'll get Diablo 2 when it's done. Mhm. And now that doesn't exist. It's well, when, you know, people are just constantly hunting, when is this coming out? And right. then, and there's a oh, we got 2 years and then 2 years turns into 6 months. But guess what? You're getting bugs. You're not. You don't understand why things are happening the way they're happening, and you have to go back through all that code that you just wrote, all those changes, and all those things you just set up, and try and figure out, isolate. It might be a fucking semicolon. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I can't even imagine. You know what I'm I mean, saying? How many like lines of code. That's what I'm is. saying. It could be something
0: <laughs> as dumb as a little syntax error that causes that shit. Yeah. And so. Like, based on the constraints where you're in such a cramped time frame, like, I don't know that there's a choice. And so you have a company that's faced with a choice of, do I release an unfinished product and suffer the negative feedback from that? Or do I say, it's going to be another year and suffer the negative feedback from that? Right. And so it becomes a, a game of what do I do? And I think from a business standpoint, these companies are pushed to just release the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a big problem people with to buy public it. companies. People are going to buy it, right?
0: Yeah. They, they're answerable to their shareholders. They want to see that revenue. And because you promised them that revenue was coming on this date, mm-hmm. right? And so you know, regardless of what state your game is in, maybe your opening will suffer a little bit. But for the most part, the people that were going to buy that game are still going to buy it. Right. So yep. you still realize your revenue stream, and yeah, you tarnish your reputation a little bit, but the other thing that really complicates the issue is this has become normal. So really, the, the repercussions of not uh, like of releasing a game with some bugs in it aren't as bad as it would have been 10 years ago. No, absolutely not. You're just like, oh, this is just kind of run for the mill. It is what it is. They'll fix mm-hmm. it in the next six months, yeah. which to me is completely unacceptable from a quality control standpoint, but... Again, this is where it goes back to voting with your wallet, right? You, you just you just can't buy this stuff. Yeah,
1: no, I, I completely agree with that. I mean, uh, the thing with bugs is is that like I can I can get over them if they're not like game breaking bugs, you know. Like sometimes, you, like you hit a bug and you just can't continue the game right. at all. But if it's like a bug, like in say, you know, Red Dead Redemption or something like that, there's a bug where uh, I guess in the first one, there's a guy. That runs around, and he's actually a puma, but okay. it, but the uh, the uh, avatar of the puma is a person, <laughs> so it's it's just really ridiculous because it's like a person just running around, and he's jumping at you, and you don't understand what's happening until it just kills you, and it's like oh, well that's actually an animal puma. trying to kill me, and you know like like those kinds of bugs I can get over, but. Um, you know, there's a lot of bugs in games. You know, Bethesda. You know, they they do all this stuff to their games to make them crazy and open world and stuff like that. But some of the bugs in those games
0: well, are that's, really
1: game breaking. Well,
0: I mean, in in you know, even something like PUBG or or like DayZ. I mean, that's the issue, right? Yeah. The bigger and more uncontrolled your environment is, the more con- the more. Possibility for more variation you have, which Mm -hmm. means more things you need to code for, which means more interaction among all your your variables, which means more possibility for shit to go wrong. Yeah. I mean, that's all it boils down to. Mm -hmm. Very rarely do you see bugs in games with these little tight instances. Yeah. Mm Because you can control that environment really, really well. Yeah. Especially if it's a single-player game. You're like, I control the AI, I control the, you know, the person can only do these things. They're only in this small little environment that they can only interact with these pieces of it. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you have this massive open world game where anybody can go anywhere at any time, there's multiple real people, there's multiple NPCs, there's all these there's all these items, there's multiple ways to interact with the environment. Like that's just so many things that could all go on at the same time that it's hard to judge like how all those things will interact with each other. Yeah, absolutely. And to predict all those cases, so I mean, I kind of get it, you know. Mm. Um, and especially like I said, and this is why I wasn't upset with Z, right? Because it's like okay. You like the concept for the game. It's gonna take us a while to develop it. It's got some bugs in it. If you want to play it now, that's cool. It's gonna be twenty bucks. Yeah, so one hundred percent fine with that. When it
1: officially came out, did it go up to full price? Like it, a sixty? I, I don't know or? what
0: it is now. I know they've released version 1.0 or whatever. Um, so and I would imagine there was price increases over time, maybe, but which is reasonable. But if you to me. paid the twenty bucks, yeah, do you yeah still I do have, have to pay re- the rest no, of it. No. no, that's that's it's an early access price, yeah. right? So it's a double edged sword, I guess, mm-hmm. because sort of you're like you're playing the game in an unfinished state. So kind of in a way, if a lot of people buy it in that state, you're almost like not giving the developers much motivation to really finish it. Yeah, but at the same time, you're paying them, and 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 you can it's it's a good way to test, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of me employing a bunch of people to play the game, I'll just let you pay me to play the game. Right. And then I'll be able to monitor all the errors you guys see and fix those. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's it's good and bad. But I would much rather, honestly, um, be sold a $20 early access that is like, hey, this is broken. We may not even finish this game, but it looks kind of cool. You might have some fun. Right. And you're going to help us make it better probably in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, than, here, hey, it's 60 bucks Here's this awesome game. And then you buy it, and it's full. It's shit. And, and oh, by the way, we got DLC coming out next month, and it's going to be 20 bucks. like Right. Not cool. Yeah. I don't even care if the early access was $60. To be honest, it's not a matter of price for me. It's more of a matter of principle. I, I mean, the 40 bucks yeah, it's nice to get it cheaper when it's, quote-unquote, not done. Mm-hmm. But, like, I mean, it's still th- what I'm paying for, right? You're you're selling me an honest product right which i guess is where i draw the the biggest gripe right is at least even if you were charging me 60 dollars, you're selling it to me and letting me know hey it's not done yeah i think versus telling me hey here it is guys it's great we just spent two years on it it's done it's ready to go oh and then you get in and it's like oh it's broke have you seen anything about Anthem that's coming out I saw some stuff, and I know the the beta for some people is kind of glitchy. Yeah. Which is fine. That's the point. It's uh, A lot of people are
1: concerned because like it's supposed to be coming out pretty soon. And there's I a lot think. of problems. And there's there's issues that people have been running into with it still being called... And I don't even think they're calling it a beta. They're calling it a... I yeah, think they're just calling it a demo or okay. something like that. And I guess... I with the wording like that that could, you know, be part of it, uh, for a lot of people. But man, I remember when I first saw that game, I thought it looked really, really cool. It still looks pretty cool. I haven't really looked too deep into it, but uh do you know like much about like how the gameplay in that game no, is? No, was it session?
0: I remember you you got like some set of armor on, right? Yeah. You can like kinda of fly around mm-hmm. and
1: Yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's basically the gist of it. You there's like four different armors, at least from what I saw. Um. So you got like a scout armor, or like a like a big heavy mech armor. You have like a utility armor, and then I don't remember what the last one is. Maybe like a sniper kind of.
0: Yeah. Kind Well, that would be your scout, like. typically, right?
1: Well, the scout that I'm like talking about, it's like, yeah, it's just like super fast, and it just kind of like it, it's more like a submachine gun kind. Yeah. Of. So you
0: probably got like a stealthy yeah. guy too, right? Mm-hmm. Which is your
1: sniper or whatever. Yeah. Um. So it looks really cool. Um. But a lot of people are having issues with. Um. Some of the characters not fighting back, um, that kind of thing. And I mean that seems like something that that could fairly easily be fixed. Yeah, I mean they'll um, figure it out, I'm sure. But I don't know what the actual release day for that game is. I think that's what most people's concern is is that the It's release in this
0: state and it's gonna be released in yeah. two months or something. Yeah, who knows? Um and again, it may honestly be a tactic too, right? Like let's push this out, let's see what issues we have, and yeah. then we're gonna we're gonna capture a lot of our issues. Um,
1: yeah, February 22nd. So that's
0: why yeah, tw- a lot of yeah. people are kind of concerned about it. So again, maybe um, maybe they released this demo knowing these issues existed to some extent, but wanted people to find more Yeah. or wanted to get feedback on more.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. And, and, and to me, that's the way to do it, right? Like, from a business perspective, I find it really hard and dumb to be like, oh, well, we got to sit on this game for six months while we have our playcessors play it. Yeah. Fuck it. Here's a demo. Go play it and oh by the way i'm gathering data on all this stuff that's messing up and going wrong Mm -hmm. so that i can just fix it yeah (laughs) um and and you're getting kind of hyped for the game anyways and because i told you it's a demo or a beta like there's no
1: yeah there shouldn't be too much
0: backlash you know i mean that's what i'm saying so i don't know i think it's kind of smart i don't really know it doesn't seem like something that i'd probably play um again the uh the whole that genre man just doesn't seem interesting to me it's like if i'm going to it's either got to be really story driven or really competitive okay like i don't think i can play something like that where it's like like honestly like call of duty where it's like it's competitive wink wink but it's not yeah um or it's you know it's story driven like destiny but it's but it's not like when i played games like mass effect hmm. like it's not it's not going to be the same like I guess I'm just comparing, like you know, I'm comparing all my competitive games like Counter Strike and Dota, yeah, and I'm comparing all my story driven games to like Final Fantasy and. So you've never Mass played effect. any of the Destiny games? No, I mean I've, I played Borderlands, and yeah. I, I'm, I'm I'm assuming that's kind of the same deal. Uh, eh,
1: it's more. I, I would say that Destiny is more story driven, especially Destiny Two, because they really. Like that's one of the big things that people are saying is that Destiny Two has a lot better story than the first one did. Um, I don't know. Maybe if I do get it, maybe I'll let you play it or something like that, and you can see if you'd actually like it. Because it's like I didn't think that I would like that game when it first came out, and then I started watching people playing it, um, and it kind of has that Diablo, that Diablo feel where you got some of that loot stuff, but then it's got more of a story than Diablo. Um and it's got some first person shooter to it. Um
0: Well, that's the thing is a lot of it is I don't really like first person shooter PvE. Yeah. Okay. Which is like why I, you know like Borderlands gets boring to me cuz I'm like, "All right, I'm just killing all this shit." Mm. It's not really a challenge, it's just annoying. Right. And again, you get to that point where it's only hard because the computer is designed to be better at this than me. Mhm. Um if I play PVE stuff, I like it to be more like uh, like Diablo, right? Where yeah, it's PVE, but it's got this kind of simple, it's hack and slash kind of system. Hmm. Um, it's not first person shooter PVE. I don't know. Okay. Wh- it's hard for like MMO PVE. I can do um, Diablo PVE. I can do Mass Effect is a shooter, but it's it's third person over the shoulder. It's got some interesting mechanics. You know, you're able to do some like good cool melee attacks and and um, you know, like the, the classes are different. Like in, in that, you can use biotics, so you can, or bi, yeah, bionics, or bi, no, biotics, sorry. And it's kind of like using the force to a certain extent. You manipulate energy, basically. Um, so you can, like, throw little bombs at people mm-hmm. or lift people up in the air or stuff like that. Um, and, and so it has a different feel. It doesn't feel like a shooter necessarily. Okay. Um, and there's kind of like a cover based system, kind of like Gears of War, where you're, yeah. like, behind walls and stuff like that. Um, so it, that kind of PVE stuff I can do, but like if you put me in a first-person shooter, it's really hard for whatever reason for me to do PVE. That's fair. I mean,
1: I, I didn't like because it's different. Like, like, like I don't like PVE in say, um, what is it? Uh, I call like Call of Duty and that kind of stuff. Like I don't like the single player on that. But I think the fact that Destiny is a four-player game. I think that that kind of makes up for a lot of that, too. Because Maybe. You, because it's kind of like, like I said, like Diablo, where you're, you know, you can kind of play that game and you can BS at the same time. Because it's not like, it's not a super hard game. Um, some of the raids and stuff like that are actually really, really hard. But I don't even care about those, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's different.
0: Um,
1: I've been thinking about playing it again. I don't know. I mean, I don't really have time. You're going to play anything. Stuff, but,
0: I would play Mass Effect if you haven't
1: yeah i didn't I didn't like the first one um did you beat I just it? didn't no I just didn't like the way that it played um I needed more action i I don't how far did you get i don't I don't honestly remember I played it when it first 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 game yeah out, I mean so. it's
0: it's certainly not um the story carries the first game yeah I mean you gotta like being in a, a kind of an open world. RPG where you're a lot of the fun is in interacting with the environment, yeah. And I, like,
1: I don't like that.
0: See, that to me, that's what's fun is getting immersed in a universe and, and, and having a good story. Like, mm-hmm. the the, the gameplay is, is secondary to that. I will say the gameplay gets significantly better in the second and third games, yeah. That's what I heard. like. The combat is not even close. I mean, it, you know, the biotics, like I said, are actually matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in the first game, they kind of are dumb, um, in the first game, it. it i could i wonder if i could somehow get that save file to you but so one of the the cool things is is when you beat the game you can start the game over again but you can keep your character level i think and the weapons you have so like oh so it's like new game plus yeah but like the game is not harder though Mm -hmm. so like you go back and it just makes it basically a fucking cakewalk but like which sounds dumb, but it, it makes you don't stress about it. Like you're just playing through the game right. to experience the content and experience the story. Mm-hmm. You're not ever like in a situation where you're like, "Well, fuck that. This is hard. I got to do it again." Mm-hmm. Which to me is where that game can be tricky because the combat does kind of suck, and it can be some at some moments can be a little tough. Um, but if you're just like you've got basically, I always played a, to where I'd get this shotgun, and it was basically you would just fucking destroy anything in one hit. Okay. <laughs> so you just like go around and, and pop things in the face, you know, and, and keep going. Right. And then the point like I said is to is like I can't tell you how many times I how much time like I would the the funnest the most fun I have in that game is like getting all the conversation stuff out. Like, you know, every time you go through a mission all of your new all of your teammates on the ship, you know, have different more conversation mm-hmm. to go through. So you'd go through and kind of experience all that and you could, you know, and every time you go to play, you can ask different questions or go down different right. paths and do all that kind of stuff so it's like that's really cool to me to experience a story and to to learn about the characters and get immersed in that versus like, you know, play some Like Borderlands, where it's like, yeah, maybe the gameplay is a little better, I guess, but the story's not really that immersive. The gameplay's not so good that I'm like, this is amazing. Right. You know? Um, So that's where I'm at with with it. But I agree, the first game didn't age very well, and I think it was a a little bit of of a letdown um, in a lot of ways. But the story's just so good. I mean, honestly, it might even be worth seeing if you could find a movie on youtube i I guarantee that there's yeah uh, tons of those because i've i mean i've watched a lot of games like that so so you can just watch the cutscenes and Mm kind of know what's going on um you know and you lose some because you're not you're you're not
1: the ones making the decision well
0: and you're and 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 you're probably gonna there's no way they could go through like all the side conversations mm -hmm. right like you're never gonna get all those like funny little one-liners and just like cool little you know, interesting little tidbits of information and and learn more about the lore, right? Like, one of my favorite things about that game is um, you get, like, I forget what they call it, but it's basically, like, uh, little journal entries about the world, and it would tell you, like, how does the science work? Okay. like Like, Mass Effect in that game, I don't know how much you played, but it's basically, like, you have this element zero... Um, and basically, with you're able to manipulate element zero such that it changes gravitational fields, which is how you're able to like go at hyper light speed because mm-hmm. you can make this uh, this field around your spaceship that makes it light extremely light, so you can accelerate with the engines very quickly. Right. Um, and same thing you can do you can do that with bullets and make bullets go really fast and okay. and so and, and bionics can manipulate. Mass Effect basically create and and move around Mass Effect fields and stuff. And it's been a while, so that might be a little wrong, but that's a general idea. But, like, all that was not necessarily explicitly explained through the gameplay, but, like, there were all these things where you could go read about that, or you Mm -hmm. could go read about this planet and and what's all this doing, or how does this weapon work, or, like, what all this kind of lore, who are these? There might be a reference to some group or government or something in a in a conversation and there's like a little journal entry you can go read about that and so to me that's what I enjoy because it's like yeah. it's like the cool way to read a book mm-hmm. is the way that I felt about it Yeah, like I'm reading a really good book but I also get to like see it I get mm-hmm. to see what the characters look like I get to see what the universe looks like because we talked about before I don't like books because I don't have the imagination to like make these visuals. Yeah. So you've provided me with all the impressive visuals, plus it's interactive to the fact that, like, I'm the action hero. Mm-hmm. And I get the really good story at the same time. Yeah. Somebody was telling
1: me recently, I think it was Skyrim that they were talking about, but you could go through and there were, like, books scattered all yeah, over the place can, in that game. Yeah, read and you, like could fucking like, stories you could, like, and legitimately, shit. like, read a book, like, yeah, in that game. Yeah. And uh, he was, you know, he was telling me that that was, like, his favorite thing in that game was to find new books yeah. and read these stories and Hell stuff yeah. like that in the book. Which, a lot of, I mean, a lot of us take that for granted. Like, I, when I play, like rpgs and stuff like that i don't always go and, and read through all that stuff like sometimes like i am tell you when the first time i played through final fantasy 7 i didn't read every line uh but the subsequent playthroughs you i would. read everything because yeah. i wanted to know everything but um you know One. sometimes it's just about sometimes it's less about the journey and just kind of like like checking something off the list sometimes when you're playing these games but yeah. uh you definitely enjoy it a lot more when you immerse yourself. Well, I know. That's, and that's so, what, the, what those books are really doing. Yeah, for
0: sure. And it just it gets you more invested, right? mm mm-hmm. um, and, and that's, you know, kind of interesting. Like, I probably, on consecutive playthroughs, spent more time doing that kind of stuff in Mass Effect because I had already got through the main story and, I'm like, I already got that. But, like, what else is there? Mm-hmm like I loved all that so like what else is there and, and there were some things that I maybe I skipped over this because I didn't want to do it or I didn't want to spend the time or I didn't know that I wasn't really interested in this character at the time so I didn't mm-hmm. even bother talking to him but like you played through the second and third game you're like shit that character is really cool I should have talked to him in the last game and maybe you know and, and saw yeah. what I could have fleshed out there mm-hmm. um, and so that I will say it's one of the only games that I've ever played through multiple times and felt like my subsequent experiences like enhanced the experience right yeah a lot of times it's just like I kinda, I just want to see it again or I'm bored or I, I like it the gameplay is kind of fun so we'll do it but that's the only one where it's like I play through it again and I get something new out of it
1: yeah one of the things that I struggle with with doing subsequent playthroughs is actually beating the game again um Final Fantasy 7 and final fantasy 10 are ones that i always went back and like beat the whole game but a lot of other games i would just go until i got to that point that like i was thinking about when i really wanted to play the yeah. game again experience that again and then i just kind of put it away until you know i want to experience that again or something right. like that makes sense Metal gear is kind of the same way like uh, Metal the first Metal Gear. I mean, I played through that quite a few times, but most of the time I would just, you know, get to a certain point and it's, I would just kind of go do whatever was in that or like there was a boss that I just really for some reason wanted to fight again so I'd start all the way over and then fight them in a, a different way or yeah. something like that and um but do you do you ever do that or does every time that you replay a game you try to beat it?
0: Um it would depend. Yeah, probably. Uh, there's not a whole lot of games that I've played through multiple times. Okay. I mean, maybe the first couple Half-Life games, um, definitely Mass Effect, um, probably Metal Gear Solid Three. I played through a couple times, um, but most of my time spent, like when I've played games for like hundreds of hours, mm-hmm. I mean they're all online, so they're multiplayer yeah. in some way. Mm-hmm. They're an MMO or a first-person shooter or something where it's competitive, and I'm and I'm getting out of more out of the content that way. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there are some other ones. I, I'd have to think about it. Uh, nice the Old Republic is one I've played through, both of them multiple times. Um, yeah, a lot of it's bio. I mean, Bioware games. I, I've always wanted to try Dragon Age, but I've never gotten around to doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those games look really good. Yeah. I played. I think the last one I played was,
1: was it eight? Or am I, no? I'm th- no, I'm sorry. Dra- I'm not thinking. I'm thinking the wrong game. Dragon Age is the like. It's an RPG. I mean, yeah, it's like the, I'm thinking of Dragon Quest. Okay. That's what I'm thinking yeah, of. The nine. Japanese game. Yeah, You're talking yeah. about the, the, like, D&D style. Yeah. I've never played any of those, but I've watched some friends play those, and they look they look like a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's made by BioWare, so I'm sure I'd like it. But, um, but yeah, man, I, I just think uh, Mass Effect is such a good story. It's hard to, to think, if you like sci-fi, to miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's such good characters and stuff. Like I said, if it is better in my opinion than Star Wars, like if you if you made me choose, um, like if there were movies that kind of rivaled the games and there was as much Mass Effect content, like it would be hard for me to like pick Star Wars as the better science fiction stuff. Wow. Okay. Um, and that's saying a lot. Yeah, I mean that really is Um, really saying a lot. (laughs) A lot of it is because, again, I I like that, and uh, we've talked about this with with some of the Gundam stuff, like, I like stuff that is somewhat grounded in reality. Mm Mm-hmm like star wars like there's is, a
1: legitimate explanation for like, why or, or are something that it just makes
0: with. somewhat sense like yeah. like in star wars that doesn't exist like there is no ex- it just is what it is they right?
1: tried to make something but it was just stupid well
0: i don't i don't actually think it is that soon. we can maybe get into that in another, another okay. podcast that'd be a good discussion but um but like so in mass effect like it. The, even though there were it's obviously doesn't work like it's not real physics, but mm-hmm. there is some idea there for it to make it work. Right, and the and the world is based on a real world. It's mm-hmm. not it's a galaxy far far away. It's not Middle Earth. It's sometime in the future with Earth with people that would be living here now. Right. right. Um. Same thing with Gundam. I don't like the Gundams that have just these mystical crazy weapons. Like, but I like the Gundam series that are like these are weapons of war Mm -hmm. developed for a specific purpose in a war that, you know, Yes, some of the pilots have like latent psychic abilities, but that's it. They're a human evolution. They're not some god, like some unexplainable thing, Mm -hmm. right? It's like that's the next human evolution are these new types, and they just happen to be really good pilots because of it. Right. But all all the weapons they're using make sense. They're not... Like I said, like in in Gundam Wing, you have these five Gundams that are just so much better than all these other mobile suits, and just is like okay, so they're just God mode, right? Right. <laughs> but in all the other ones, it's like now nah, these are all just like tanks, basically. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and it just so happens that the guys that drive this tank is a little better than the other ones, and the guy that drives the tank is really really good. Yeah, and and that's what makes it work, right? but it doesn't feel so far removed from where we are now. And that guy, like if there were
1: somebody comparable, like that guy could easily be taken. He out. Does,
0: I mean, that's right. I mean, Char and Amuro fight the whole time. Yeah. For, over multiple series. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just even in the original Gundam. They, they both exist in Z- uh, Zeta Gundam. They both exist in Char's Counterattack. I mean, and that's spanning the entire, there are a lot of Gundams series that happened throughout that time period. Yeah. Um. So it, yeah, I mean one hundred percent. You know, I mean it's it's not the plot armor doesn't feel like it exists so much. And like I said, and it's grounded somewhat in science. And that's I don't I guess it's maybe just the engineer in me, but when I see a lot of, like I can I get it, we gotta like there's gotta be some suspension of belief a little bit and mm-hmm. you just kinda gotta go with, okay, it's not real. Yeah. But at the same time, it just sits a lot better with me if I'm like, All right, I can dig it. Like it's it's close. I mean it's probably the same way that I
1: feel about like military movies and sure. stuff like that when there's in like blatant inaccuracies like most people that were in the military or at least like know about like world war ii and stuff like that and, you know there's a lot of little things that just kind of like really bug you um one example is i actually watched starship troopers again last night um and while i was watching it something that i'd never even noticed before but it kind of bugged me and it's, and, and, you know, their rank might be just different in that, you know, than what we use in the real military. But if you were basing it off the real military, um, there's a point where, uh, spoilers if you haven't seen the movie, but there's a point <laughs> where um, one of the. Somebody ends up dying, and Rico, Johnny Rico, gets promoted to um, corporal, and. At that point, he says, okay, I need a squad leader. Yeah. Well, a corporal is a lower rank than a squad leader in the real military. A corporal is an E4, and a squad leader is an E6, generally. So, a, a corporal in the real military is a team leader, which a team is made or a squad is made up of three teams, and the team leader is either a corporal or a sergeant, basically uh, the reason they would be a corporal is because they don't have a sergeant to take that place and they have a um, like a specialist which is an e4 that is promotable or that that they can fill that spot until he's able to be promoted to an e5 so it's kind of it's kind of a weird thing but and then I noticed that again like later in the movie um, there was something very similar like he was Johnny Rico became the sergeant um, and then I can't remember what else, but there was another time where it was kind of like that. And I'm just like, that's not how that works. Yeah, it's not. But then again, like, I'm like, well, you know, in the future they might just have it different, but it was just really weird to me that like, (laughs) yeah, no, but I I know what, I know what you're saying. But yeah, those little things that like, I I mean, it kind of takes you away from it. It's like, yeah, did they really do enough research for this to make it, you know, but it's one of those things that doesn't even matter to 99.99% of people, but like you said, you have some context because you're an engineer. You know how physics works a little bit differently, so you're going to pick up more on that, right? And, you know, with me having a military background, when yeah, I see things, sure. like when I, like, especially salutes, like salutes <laughs> kill me. When I see people that don't know how to salute, it drives me insane. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah i can't imagine man um especially because i'm sure you're hounded on doing it right so. right um but yeah uh so we uh we were about out of time that's uh, i mean we didn't we kind of just went on some tangents there which is yeah fine we, were,
1: to, we intended to talk to about talk about like two or three other things but but that's all right um i thought <laughs> we'll those, were, those for those are really good discussions
0: so um but yeah, uh, so events wise, this Saturday we will be at Hideaway Saloon uh-huh. um, playing Smash Brothers and doing all that kind of fun stuff. So come on out on Saturday if, if you're, uh, if you, I guess if you want to join us. Um, and then we, uh, I guess we'll be playing Magic again at Cardinal on Monday, like always. Um, so come out and hang out. Um, and I think we'd mentioned the destination last week, right? We did, yeah. I think okay. we did. So yeah, if you guys are looking for a comic book store in in, in town. Um, you know you check out the destination uh they got a lot of cool stuff in there especially if you're into comics and memorabilia and, and collectibles st- and yeah stuff statues like that. and stuff like that they're the i think they're the only well you said i want to say that they're stuff, the only
1: right? sideshow store in louisville but when i talked to somebody about carrying sideshow sideshow said there was another place but it might not actually be in louisville And Maybe it may it's not in actually have Indiana or something
0: like that like uh like it you know, I, I, I've seen a lot of that where somebody's a distributor, but they don't have anything on hand.
1: Yeah. So, like, we'll order yeah. it for
0: you. And it's like, well, I'll just... I mean, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, So yeah, but the, the destination has got some cool stuff in there. So, check it out if you guys are into that kind of thing, which you obviously probably are if you're listening to this. Um, but that's all we got for you uh, this week, guys. Uh, thanks for listening, as always. Um, is there... I was trying to think of... Um, I'm kind of curious if anybody has played Resident Evil. So if you've played it, and and let me know if I should get it or not. I'm kind of curious. Talking about the new
1: one specifically. Yeah, the the new
0: one. Yeah, the the new remake. If you you guys have played that, I'm gonna. I'll I'll drop a link or you know when we when we make the post in the in the group. I'll I'll ask, make sure to ask and see what you guys think. But um, I'm kind of curious to to get the. I already kind of know what the answer is going to be, but. I'm kind of curious to hear people's feedback, anyways. You want feedback on both the first and the second one? Or sure, both of them. Looking? I mean, specifically the second one because yeah. I mean, I think that's the one that I'm probably more likely to buy because mm-hmm. I'm more because it's new. I'm more likely to stay interested in it. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, and it's it's just a more fun game.
1: It's they, you know, that it's one of those sequels that actually is better than the first one yeah you know there's just a lot more stuff to do there's a lot less backtracking to the same part of the yeah the, the, mansion, the mansion and shit. like yeah. that so no which
0: is one of the things that drove me nuts so yeah. um so for sure but I, i'm kind of curious to hear what you guys say so uh make sure you comment if you've played it or if, if you've played the, yeah i haven't even played the demo so let me know i honestly haven't been on my computer much in a couple weeks so uh but yeah we appreciate you guys listening as always if you guys uh, don't already make sure you subscribe and, and rate and review and all that stuff that really helps us out um, but I guess we're we'll catching. You got anything else? No, that's all it. right. We appreciate you guys. Keep it nerdy.
1: Peace.